0: Thank you for joining the Perfectly Wicked podcast. I'm your host, Villainous Adventures, and today I am going to be talking about Toontown in Disneyland. Yup, as promised, um, I will be doing a um, review slash here are my best survival tips on the newly refurbished and reopened Toontown in. Disneyland Park in Anaheim, California. So Toontown has been the talk of the town for, I mean like forever because one, it just reopened, but two, it was so amazing. And then it just like closed and like they were just making, you know, making enhancements and stuff, which was, it's nice, but it was a little frustrating for those of us who enjoyed our time at Toontown. Um, the great thing about, um, all of this new refurbishment though, is that the land is completely 100% accessible, which is just amazing because like not many lands are like that. Like there's literally no stairs anywhere in this entire land, but like, you don't notice that it's all like one level. You know what I mean? Like there's so much creativity to it that like, you can't even really tell that There's no stairs anywhere. Plus, stairs are honestly annoying anyway. So, if anything, not only did they make it wonderfully um, accessible, but they're doing the rest of us who don't like stairs a favor. But anywho, first, let's talk about just my overview, thought, review of the whole thing. Um, One, currently right now, it's a madhouse because it's, you know, newly opened, which is to be expected, but, like, people are everywhere. Like, they're here, they're there, they're everywhere. And I think the most frustrating thing that gets on my nerves, okay? So, Centennial Park is, like, this amazing area right when you, like, enter the land. It's off to the right. It's this huge space um, in front of um, Roger Rabbit's Tune Spin. It's this huge space. It is literally amazing and prior to it come like fully opening like just when um it was just opening for mickey and minnie's runaway railway it was like clear parents were you know letting their kids run around and you know enjoy themselves and they would just like sit and relax over there and it was great now It's a hot mess and a half because for some reason, some people think that like that's where you're supposed to park your strollers. So like the entire area is just covered in stroller parking and like that is literally not what the area was intended for, which is so frustrating because they're not doing anything about it. Like they're not moving the strollers. They're just like letting the strollers be So like that entire Centennial Park area that was supposed to be this big open space sort of like literally like, you know, central park vibes slash just Balls park vibes is overrun by a bajillion and five strollers like it's not stroller parking people park your strollers outside the land if you're going to be that annoying like unless you need them you need them just park your stroller outside the land or park your stroller in a place that's not in the way like it there's just not any room in toontown for strollers which is you know frustrating because toontown is definitely geared Towards the younger ones, but like this area has no space for strollers. Like it's accessible, but it's not. A, it's not meant to be accessible for strollers. So like there's there's literally just no room. So either park your stroller outside the land, or just like I don't know, off to the side somewhere. Maybe maybe it's Disneyland, maybe they need to think about a better place to put the strollers because it's it's too much. It's just too freaking much. Which is so weird to me because, like, if any of y'all have been to Disneyland, they, like, do not allow stroller parking anywhere in front of, um, It's a Small World. Which is weird because, like, there's never really, a, like, a long wait over there It's a Small World. It's not really ever, like, a huge long line It's a Small World. But, like, in front of It's a Small World, like, you are not allowed to park your strollers. There's, so that's all that open space. They have none of that in Toontown. I don't know. Move the stroller parking there. Maybe. It is what it is. Anywho, moving on. So currently, like I said, it's amazing that it's accessible, um, but extremely disappointing that there's just literally no room to enjoy this amazing accessibility because there are strollers everywhere and I even saw people who were on like scooters and in wheelchairs struggling to get around because of all of the amount of strollers because people were parking their strollers in Centunio Park, they were parking their strollers in the other park areas, they were parking their strollers, you know, alongside walls and like bathrooms and entrances like like literally you would have to like move a stroller to go anywhere or just like ugh, it was it was so frustrating. So that's my biggest annoyance so just be prepared that you might have to move somebody's stroller or just to not bring your stroller into toontown just park it outside and then you know walk in carry the kid in unless you like need it or unless you have like a really small stroller then like just leave it because there's there's honestly no room for strollers like there's just there's just not Um, so then starting with the part that's have not been opened, So that would be, um, on the left side, once you enter Toontown where, um, like Goofy's house is and, um, Donald's boat is and all that jazz. That place is really, really cool because it is like an entire play area, which like, I kind of knew it was, you know what I mean? Like I was like, you know, aware of what it was going to be like, but like, I didn't think it was going to be It's kind of awesome as it is because it is, they have these cool little like flower things that you can like, you know, plop your, your tiny little nugget in and like spin them around. And they're like really cool. Um, because they're close to the ground and they just, I don't know, they just look like fun. Like if I was a little kid, I'd be all about it. Um, the thing with that area though, is that it does say like, don't, it's not recommended for anybody to come in who's the ages of two to 12, um, which is interesting because, you know, they need supervision. There are some parents who are in there supervising their kids and I applaud you. Thank you for doing that. And there are some people who they're like, oh, only two to 12. All right. See ya. Bye. And their parents are nowhere to be found. Um, just don't be that parent. <laughs> just don't be that parent, please. Um, so right behind, uh, Donald's boat, there is this, like, kind of cooler, like, slide area. It, like, opens up into, like, a slide area, which is super... It just looks like so much fun. It just looks like, I don't know, it just looks like a a ball. And then you can actually go inside of, like, Goofy's house and inside um, the boat and, like, the stuff in there is interactive, which, again, super cool. And what's even more awesome about these areas is is the characters are in there. Like, Daisy was plopped in front of Donald's boat... Which was so fun, and then Goofy's obviously near his house, which is again super fun. And like, you can literally like either just be running around playing, or you can go say hi to these characters. Uh, they don't really have like like lines, if that makes sense, um, because the characters are supposed to be wandering. So it's more of a just like you know get in there, get your snap, and skedaddle. Although Daisy did seem like hers was more organized and hers was more like in a line because like it was harder to, um, access like Donald's, like in the, the, in, in front of Donald's, um, boat area. Um, that was a little harder to, you know, access and navigate if you like, didn't like, you know, venture through everything. Um, so that did kind of have a line, but the line like was not a lot, like long at all. Like, I think I saw like every single character that I like wanted to see there well, almost, um, with no problem. And I only went into the little uh, kids player area for like, maybe like two or three minutes, one, because I wanted to film content and which was really hard too, because I like, just don't believe in posting other people's children. So like t- kind of hard to get content when there's kids running around. I did get some pretty good content without children in it, which was shocking because it was packed. Anyways, that area is super cool. So if you have little ones, um, especially if you need like, you know, just like a little playground break and you don't feel like hopping the boat over to Tom Sawyer's Island, then 10 out of 10 recommend going to two in town and letting your little Rugrats run around in that play area. Super cool. Um, and then we have, um, they changed Gadget's coaster into Chippendale themed. And I know some people were a little upset with that because like the, the prior theming was, you know, crediting, a female making this interactive roller coaster thing, and then they kind of just like chopped that credit away and like gave it to Chip and Dale, which is fine. I honestly did not look that heavily into it because it's a roller coaster, but like people were upset. It is what it is. Um, and then over there, since there is no longer any Chip and Dale's um, playhouse, um, it's just another like cool little like park area. That's over there. Um, that area in that corner has all the shade. That's where you're going to want to go if you like do not want to be in the sun and just like bake in the sun. You're going to want to go over to that area where um, it'll be to the left when you enter the land and then in the very left corner behind Mickey's house. That's where all the good shade is and that's where the least amount of strollers are. So, if you just want to go over there and relax, a 10 out of 10 recommend. Yeah. hmm Yeah. And then we'll swing it over to the fountain. I looked at the fountain and, like, so many people were like, oh, my God, this reminds me of Dirty Dancing. But, like, I was like, this gives me, like, heavy Lion King vibes. It's actually kind of heavy both vibes. Um, and, again, though I knew it was going to be, like, a water play area... My brain did not compute when I went over there to, like, look at it slash take pictures of it that, like, I'm going to get wet. Because while it's a beautiful thing to look at, it is a completely 110% active splash pad. And, like, the entire fountain surrounding area is just drenched in water, which is fine because that's exactly what it's meant to be for. Um, But, like, just keep in mind that it could be wet. And it was kind of, it was a little kind of slippery, which was a little concerning because like, they know there's children running around. Um I also just don't really like to get wet, if I'm being honest. So, which I know sounds silly, right? Like, oh my God, how dare I be offended by splashing at a splash pad? But like, I don't know, I'm weird. When I think splash pad, I don't think as aggressive as I felt that the fountain was because the fountain was a little aggressive. Um, But it's still early. They're still probably working out the kinks. They haven't figured out water pressure or, you know, who knows? Okay. Um, And then now let's talk about Mickey and Minnie's house. So on the app, you will actually be able to um, see what the wait times to meet Mickey and Minnie are. Uh, The apps so far have not matched what the signs say. So at Mickey's house, um, at Mickey and Minnie's house on the app, it both said it was going to be a 30 minute wait. So when I went to Mickey's house, I was like, okay, I'll wait 30 minutes. Um, but then when I got there, his little sign said 45 minutes. I looked at the app, the app still said 30 minutes. So I was like, okay, now it's 45. You know what? I'm still going to wait 45 minutes to meet Mickey. It is what it is. Um, so I went in there to, um, meet, you know, the main mouse and his house was so cool and in just in depth, um, which I don't really ever remember it being that in depth as it was. Um, there was so many cute, like little, like display cases and like memorabilia from, like you know, the Walt days. You know what I mean? Um, which I just thought was really cute because there's like little pictures of Walt and like you know, OG stuffed animals of you know Mickey and Minnie, and it was beautiful. Um, and then his house is also interactive, so there's, you know, buttons to push, things to listen to, um, have there's this really cool piano that, like, plays itself, which I don't- I just thought- I just thought it was a hoot and a half. I- I, like, filmed it and everything, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool, this piano is playing by itself. I'm pretty sure people were looking at me like I was bananas, but- I was excited. I was like, oh my god, this piano, it's like, it's like playing. It's so cute. Um, But his house is super, super cute and super, super interactive. Um, He has like multiple fireplaces. It's like, it's like, it's super chic. Even Pluto's little like dog bed area with like his dog bone and stuff. Super, super chic. Um, But then like I said, his house is like so in-depth, so you can see um, everything in his house, basically to his like his living area, his kitchen, his washer and dryer area, okay. And then you like go out into the garden, and it's it's honestly not even really a garden; it's more of a greenhouse, okay. And then you walk into you know the studio where they film their animations and be all celebrity fied and cool and stuff, and it actually is pretty cool because they have um, lots of fun little surprises in there that, um, you know, you wouldn't expect to see. Um, or like, just like, I I don't know the details that they put into just walk the walkthrough of his house to meet him was bananas. Uh, it was just crazy. It was just crazy. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is like not real life. Um, I was obviously oddly fascinated by, um, the the magic mirror. I mean, of course I am, right? Villainous Ventures. I'm obviously excited about magic mirrors. Um, everybody just seemed to, like, bypass it, though. I was, like, sitting there, like, stalking it, like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. So, it's- it literally looks like the magic mirror from Evil Queen, except, um, when it makes noise, Mickey's face appears, and then it just, like, disappears. I don't know. It's a cute little, like, illusion trick. Um, I'll definitely be posting a video slash reel about it on my pages, at some point, because I got enough content to probably last me forever. But in the little barn studio, uh, there is, again, so much detail. They have, you know, costumes of everybody in the Fab Five and Daisy uh, and all of that stuff. And then they just have like, like I said, just like little nostalgic decor where you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm in love with this. This is so great. It's so pretty, right? And what's even, like, I think is super cool about it, right, too, is, like, on the signs, it says, like, meet Mickey this way. Meet Mickey this way. Um, and then you, like, walk into this sort of, like, theater area where super, super old cartoons are playing, um, with, you know, Mickey and Minnie and all that jazz before you are um, put into a, a secondary room where then you're going to be put into a third room to meet Mickey. Uh, the, so the, the really cool thing about what I like about this, right? So so because it's supposed to be the, like, stage filming barn and whatever, you could meet, honestly, any type of Mickey, Um, I met Steamboat Willie Mickey, but I've seen some people meet Sorcerer Mickey. Um, I've seen Classic Mickey, like, you don't know which Mickey you're gonna get, which I just think is, like, half of the fun because you don't know which Mickey you're gonna get because there's, like, there's, like, two rooms in this, um waiting area outside of the theater. So in one room, I'm assuming it's probably one Mickey. And then another room I'm assuming is, you know, another Mickey. But like Mickey has so many different looks and so many different themes and so many different outfits that like you just don't know what Mickey you're going to get. And I just think that that is just half the fun. I just think that's awesome. So I got the set of Steamboat Willie and it really, it really did, did look like a full on movie set. It had like the lights, the camera, the action. It even had like the little, you know, makeup lighted mirror and, and like, you know, fake cameras. And then like an actual area where like the photo pass photographer, um, would take your picture. It actually, honestly too, I don't know if, if, if anybody has, is listening to this and has gone to Walt Disney World and you've met Mickey in town hall and, you know that themed little area is super cute, and you're like, oh my god, this is so like, it's so great. It's wonderful. Toontown is officially better. It's just, it's ten times better because you're li- like, you literally feel like you are completely on a set, which I just think is really cool. Sorry, I'm also just like nerding out about it because I just thought it was, I just thought it was super cool. So I met Steamboat, I met Steamboat Willie, at Mickey. And um, our backdrop was even like this, you know, black and white looking like ship with um, buoys and whatnot. Um, And then after you meet Mickey, like you just exit um, and continue about your day. Though the sign said 45 minutes, okay? It took me maybe 15 to get through everything. And I like, I wasn't like walking fast or rushing through. Like I was like, like I said, filming content, taking pictures. Um, There was other people in there. But like, it did not take me 45 minutes. I have no idea why the sign said 45 minutes because it was a good, maybe, maybe 15 minutes, like tops. I didn't spend more than 15 minutes in there. And like I said, I was walking very slow and filming all lots of content. So that time was a little misleading, which was kind of annoying. But then like, I know that they do that all the time where they like post an outrageous time and then it's not outrageous and you're like, oh my God, that wasn't bad. And then just like makes you feel like, you know. Like, oh my God, that wasn't, that 45 minutes was so fast. But like, it wasn't 45 minutes, you know what I mean? I see your tricks, okay? I see your tricks, Disney, and I appreciate them. Um, Minnie's line, however, said 45 minutes, and I'm pretty sure that that was well over 45 minutes. It was a lot. Her line was nuts. And like I said, what was crazy, too, is like, the, the same amount of people that were waiting in line for Minnie were the same amount of people that would be waiting in line for Mickey. It's just Mickey's house was just so much more in depth and there were so much more, like, ways to walk. Like, like there was an entire queue, if that makes sense. Um, so you didn't feel like all of those people were, you know, inside Mickey's house. Because most of Mickey's house, um, what you won't be able to notice is actually backstage, which basically just means that, like, it's not, you know, you you can't see all of his house from being inside Toontown because you go in his house and then it, it just, it, it goes backstage, um, which is basically like the area where like, like cast members are and like, you know, everything that's out of the way that you can't, all, all the magic that's behind the scenes, his house goes back into there which I think was really cool and really smart of them to do because it makes it seem a lot bigger than it really is. Uh, Unfortunately, they did not do that with Minnie's house because her line was annoyingly in the way because it would be on her porch and then it would wrap around onto her sidewalk and then it would actually wrap all the way around to, like, the back of her house where, like, the cast member doors that would, like be blocking like like cast member entrances like it would it would go all the way over there and the line just looked so much more intimidating than it probably needed to be had they not also you know prioritized making her house as in depth as they made Mickey's um so her line was definitely way 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 longer than 45 minutes Uh, I checked it multiple times throughout the day because I really did want to go meet Minnie but like her line was just, it was too nuts. And it, it, it was at a constant 45 minutes. And I know it was not 45 minutes because I sat in, I did start out in line after I met Mickey. I was like, okay, well that wasn't bad. So Minnie's line is probably not that bad, right? Wrong. I went to go stand in Minnie's line and I was there for, I want to say like 25 ish minutes and I hadn't moved, but like maybe two steps, like two steps forward. I had not moved at all. And, like, Minnie was still there, like, I know she was still in there, so I was like, I don't know what's going on, but, like, this is going to take way longer, and I just don't have time for this, so I did not wait. Um, also kind of a little disappointing that her meet and greet area was just, like, I don't know, it just, it could just kind of look kind of plain, if that makes sense, like, it was just, like, Minnie, like, in her little tea garden with, like, you know, the traditional, um red and white polka dot dress which don't get me wrong I love classic Minnie she is a queen um but like the area slash setup of wake wear to take pictures with her also kind of just look like you know the same sort of vibe if you did the um Minnie's breakfast at Plaza Inn like it was like the same sort of like pink and wonderful and flowery vibe um which like I said is not bad but like you're kinda like of, I was kind of hoping just for something different and unique. Maybe because I went to do Mickey first and like I think maybe my expectations were set a little higher <laughs> since I did Mickey's first. And then I was like in Minnie's line and I was like, this just is not it. This just is not it. Not enjoying it. So then I got a line. Um, they also should probably figure out a way to I don't know, stagger people or, like, stagger crowds because, like I said, because of all the stroller blockage and being that it is accessible, there's, like, no place to walk. There's no place to stand. There's no place to just be without running into somebody. And I know it's new, so, of course, it's going to be packed at this current moment in time, but it was, like, a little overwhelming. Like, it was actually giving me, like, Really bad anxiety that I was just like, I was just over it. Um, I did a mobile order for Cafe Daisy because one, I did not want to wait in line, and two, like I said, I wanted to get my food and get out of there as fast as possible because it was just completely overwhelming. Um, which kind of sucked because I like wanted to be in Toontown more, but like I just, I literally, I just couldn't do it. There was just way too many people like, too close together, and it was just, it was causing me great panic. Um, food options in Toontown are Cafe Daisy and Good Boy Grocers. So, the cool thing about Good Boy Grocers that I liked, I did not partake, is you get your little picnic basket, and then you just, like, stuff it with all your favorite goodies. But your favorite goodies would be, like, they're, like, little snack items, so it's not, like, an actual, like, meal food. Like, you're literally getting, like, you know, oranges and juice boxes and stuff like that. And they also have like a slushy machine, um, which with a variety of flavors, which is also super cool. Um so if you're just looking for something sort of like a quick snackish vibe, then you'll want to check that out. Um and by quick I mean like you're still gonna be waiting in a really long line because it's a madhouse right now. Cafe Daisies was a little bit I wouldn't I'm not gonna say disappointing because while that area was also an extremely obnoxiously long line, um, they did have mobile order available. Uh, and But the only bad thing about the mobile ordering that I was kind of like, eh, about is like, for, again, they're probably not anticipating it always to be this crowded, but there was only two small mobile order windows open. Um, which I thought was just kind of weird, because like it I don't know, I feel like it's gonna be a hot I feel like Toontown for a while at least is gonna be a hot commodity and maybe more than two mobile order windows is probably needed. Um because it was just a lot. There was just a lot of people and there was no like organization to any of it whatsoever. Which was again frustrating. There's also not many places to um I would say, like, actually sit at a table and eat, because a lot of the area is sort of, like, park-themed, which is why they want you to get the perfect picnic um, blanket, so you can, like, sit on the blanket in Toontown and, you know, all that jazz. But if you don't want to purchase that blanket and whatnot, your options are to hopefully find a spot on the ground or wait for a table to open up, because... In that area, there really are not that many places to sit and eat, um, and and not even just because it's crowded. Like there's just really not that many tables and chairs over there. It's it's not like a like you you like you wouldn't know it was like a like a dining place. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't know that people sat there and ate because there's not really places to sit and eat. You know what I mean? So kind of like that. Um, I've already done Mickey and Minnie's Runaway railway, um, when the one for the 100th when it opened and that was amazing. Absolutely amazing balls. Um, 10 out of 10 don't recommend waiting in line, stand by line if you can, and you don't mind spending the extra money. Absolutely do an individual lightning lane purchase. Um, otherwise you have to wait in the really long line queue, which I know is super cool. I've seen a lot of people post, you know, pictures and photos from the uh, regular queue, um, which is extremely interactive, you know, as the rest of the land is, um, mama just don't got no time to be sitting there for 60 or more minutes, 75 minutes. It's just not going to happen. So I am one of those people where I am not above purchasing an individual lightning lane, bypassing the queue and like seeing the minimal, of the decor the minimal of the interactions I'm fine with that because no I just don't I just don't like lines the queue at Mickey's Toontown for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway railway is a hundred and ten times better than the one in Hollywood Studios um, the Hollywood Studios one now is just like just a joke <laughs> now thinking back on it and doing the one at disneyland i'm just like oof well this sucks can't wait to go ride that again you know it's just sadly disappointing now but obviously duh it's new it's supposed to be better because it's new um, but the ride is amazing and it is, it's not the same as the one in Hollywood studios at Walt Disney world. So definitely still ride it. Even if you go to Walt Disney world and you're going to Disneyland, it's, it's a different experience. There are a few different changes, um, to the ride and, um, the effects are a little bit better, but again, cause it's new, but it's, it's awesome. Uh, 10 out of 10 recommend going there. Because it's cool, and then for the rest of the interactive land, if you follow me on Instagram at underscore villainous ventures, there is a pinned reel that I have where I literally just went around Toontown and I just pushed all of the buttons, all of the buttons in that little area with the firehouse and the fireworks and the powerhouse. I literally just went and I pushed all the buttons just to see like what everything did, and it was. Super fun and super cool. So definitely recommend doing that, especially if you have kiddos. They'll have a hoot and a half. Okay, great, wonderful. So I can't speak on if that's better or if that's worse or if that has actually changed at all because I did not ride it. Uh, it was just... But you should definitely go over there. They do have a lightning lane option, um, but... The great thing, too, about Mickey's Toontown's reopening is that I know before the refurbishment, like, Toontown used to close extra early. Like, Toontown would only be open until, like, 6 or 7 o'clock, and then it would just be, like, closed for the rest of the night, even if the park was open until midnight. Um, Toontown, so far, has been open until an hour prior to closing, which is great because, you know, more time to go explore, Definitely recommend doing it in the nighttime, though you won't get the same sort of, like, vibe and sunshiny day feel. You'll definitely deal with a lot less crowds and a lot less, you know, people everywhere. I also really like that they added Pete to the wonderful character interactions, Pete is a wandering character, so he also will not have a line. He'll just literally just be walking around the land, um, as well as Clarabelle. <sighs> so the bad thing about that is, one, if you're familiar with how Disneyland does wandering characters, you know that they aren't really allowed to stop. They'll stop for a little bit. They'll take a picture. They'll sign an autograph, but like, they're not allowed to like stop, camp out accept and then like accept a line of people like, okay, you're next, okay, you're next like they're not supposed to do that. So while this land is super super freaking crowded and there's no place to walk because everybody has their strollers everywhere, it's just not ideal for them to be wandering characters at the moment because in just a sea of people, you will miss them or you'll run into them. Or you'll just be like, why is this? Like, you won't notice that there's a mob of people around a character because there's just always a mob of people. I mean, Toontown literally gave me that sort of, like, anxiety where, like, you're sitting in the middle of Main Street before the fireworks and you're literally just surrounded by people on every side because you didn't decide to just, you know, go find a spot earlier near the front where you weren't going to be surrounded by a bajillion and five people. That's the vibe at Toontown currently, and it's just the constant vibe. So, just be forewarned. If you get overwhelmed, overstimulated, or being around lots of people and big crowds give you anxiety, Toontown might be something you want to hold off for a bit, or something you might want to do either super, super early on in the day, or wait until the very last minute of your day and like go there later in the day. Um, the food was good i didn't i didn't hate it um i went to cafe disney i went to cafe daisies and i got the cheese uh like flip over people P- flip over people my lord flip over pizza um while i am intrigued with the theme that they were going for there um i will just say that it's honestly just a less appetizing glorified New York style pizza that you just folded half. Like that's, that's literally all it is. It's like a a pizza that was in a circle and then they just folded it in half and called it something fancy. I didn't hate it, but it wasn't something I'd, you know, lose my mind over. It was meh. 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 I'd rather go to Alien Pizza Planet, if I'm being honest. Um, I got the cheese pizza because um, so I, I didn't want, like, I don't know, anything to fall out because I'm really worried about pizza, my pizza toppings falling out. But basically, it literally just reminded me of when you get, like, a huge Brooklyn-style slice of pizza and you have to fold it to shove it in your mouth. Otherwise, you're not going to, like, get into your mouth. Like, that's literally what it was. So it was like, meh, meh. I also had Granny Goof's Garden Sweet Tea, which was sweet iced tea with honey mango syrup. And then they had the little, like, mango-filled boba balls. I will say, as a Southerner, I didn't hate it. I was impressed. I was I was a little concerned because when, any, when anybody on any coast other than the Bible Belt says sweet tea, I am skeptical. I am just skeptical because... I know what sweet tea tastes like. And most of the time, what y'all call sweet tea out here, it ain't sweet tea. It's just hot leaf water, cold leaf water with some sugar packets. It's not sweet tea. So I will say, as a woman who was born and raised in the South, they did good. And I liked the little, you know, mango honey in it. And I love anything that has boba balls. If you just say it's like a fruit-filled boba ball, just sign me up. I'm there. I'm I'm all for it. It was really, really good, really refreshing, and they filled it to the brim, where I almost spilled it everywhere. But that's because I'm clumsy, not anything that Disney did wrong. I just I can't keep my life together, so it is what it is. But that's what I got from there. Um, I was gonna do the donuts because they looked really, really, really good, but then like I saw somebody else like have it, and it just looked like little like mini, you know, cinnamon sugar donuts, which, you know. Didn't seem groundbreaking. But I will definitely be going back there and trying more food because we all know that I just like to just go around and eat food everywhere all the time. So to be continued on the food front. Now for my tips on surviving Toontown. If you're just like, look, I have small children and there's no way I can avoid Toontown, especially if you're going To Disney in the next few months. It's still probably going to be a madhouse. And it's still probably going to be crazy. So my best tips for you are. One. Take a deep breath. And know that my thoughts are with you. Number two. Consider parking your stroller outside of the land. Because you will be a part of the problem. Not a part of the solution. Okay? Don't be a part of the problem. Be a part of the solution. So 10 out of 10, recommend parking outside of the land. Um, especially if you've got kiddos that will be fine walking or being on a leash or however you like to handle your tiny tots. Um, obviously, if you've got little infant babies and you don't want to hold them, you know, every second of the day, I get it. So that's fine. Otherwise, consider parking your strollers on the outside of the land. Number two. um. Mobile order, mobile order, but don't go in there like starving because the mobile order times are about like an hour wherever you are. So like if you get there at one, don't expect a mobile order spot until at least two, two thirty. It's a hot commodity. It is what it is. You can take your chances and wait in line if you'd like. Uh, 10 out of 10 do not recommend that because it's crazy and unorganized because of how crazy it is number. I don't even know if we're doing numbers. So I'll just continue to keep talking. Definitely do a lightning individual lightning lane if you can. And if you can swing it, Um, definitely do that for Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway to save yourself some time of waiting in that super, super long line. If that's not something feasible for you, and you're like, "Look, girl, I'm already dropping thousands of dollars here. Ain't nobody got time to be spending twenty dollars on a lightning individual lightning lane." I hear you. My, again, my thoughts are with you. If you're gonna stand in line, you're you're a trooper, and you should be celebrated because you are doing something that most of us could not do. And you are brave, and you're wonderful, and good job. I'm proud of you. I wish I could be like you. I just can't. Um, Mostly because, like I said, I just get really overwhelmed, or it is what it is. Anywho, Um, have a game plan. Definitely have a game plan of what you're going to do while you're in the land. Don't go in there and just be like, oh my God, what do we do? And then just like wander. Because honestly, there's not going to be room to wander. And you're just going to want to have a game plan because. Especially if you're going in the next few months where it's going to be heavily crowds. You want to get in there, see what you want to see, do what you want to do, and get out of there. Unless you're fine with all those people surrounding you, then that's a different story. But otherwise, you want to get in there, you want to get what you need to do, and get out. Definitely do um, Mickey's first. Mickey's house first because it's not going to take you as long as the sign says. It's just not. Um, And I went there multiple times in that area just to see like if it had changed or whatever, it didn't. Mickey's line is going to just, it's good. It's weird. It's going to be longer, but it's going to be shorter. Like walking through the queue is longer, but like the experience is shorter than the wait time actually says. Um, consider just settling for a different version of Minnie outside the land. Um, 100th Minnie is on, um, it's on main street. A lot, a lot, a lot throughout the day. So consider meeting that Minnie instead of, you know, sitting in line for more than an hour to meet Minnie in Toontown. Because her line has no shade, honestly no organization, and will wrap around just an annoying area that has nothing to do with her house. Um, with that said, if you would like to have first dibs on the characters or you're one of those people that like to film your kid walking with the characters or heck even yourself with the characters right behind the bathrooms is where they come out there's going to be like a little hole opening you'll see it it also looks like a restroom opening that's where the characters are going to come out that's where they're going to walk in that's where they're going to walk out okay so that's where you're going to want to stalk if you're trying if your goal is to just see all the different characters, if your goal is to see Pete, Clarabelle, Goofy walking in and out, you're going to want to stalk that area like a hawk and be ready, be camera ready because they will keep moving. Um the hour or so that I was in there, every time a character came out of that area, they always went to the left unless it was Goofy or Daisy, um, or Donald, they went into their actual, they went into the actual kid's play area, but, like, Pete and Clarabelle, they wandered, and they wandered starting off to the left. Um, usually, too, if you kind of, like, get ahead of the characters um, on their walking path, you can kind of just, like, stalk it out that way and, like, you know, stand there and wait for them sort of to, like, come into your space. That's usually what I do because again, I don't like being surrounded by lots of people and I get really weird looks from parents when like, I'm just trying to get a picture with a character and they're looking at me like, oh my God, ew, what's wrong with you? You're an adult. My kid's trying to get a picture. Let me go. Like, why can't I go before you? Like, I have a kid. You don't. I'm just like, you don't know me. Because one, I do have a child, and two, they're just not here at this moment in time because I'm just trying to have a little me day, and maybe I want a picture with the characters. So hey, if you're one of those judgy parents that's just wondering why a Disney adult is standing around waiting for a character, and you're like, oh my god, but I want my kid to like get on a wrap and like, take a picture with the character, calm down, okay? Because I'm pretty sure people will tell you this, but Disney is not just for children. In fact, most of your children do not even understand the importance and the nostalgia of everything that's going on around them. Okay? The adults do. So just let us have our moment, okay? Because one, you don't know me. And two, you don't know me. Okay? Great. Let's not be judgmental. Let's be nice and just realize that, like, just because you're here with your children and you're having a miserable time doesn't mean you have to bring the rest of us down. Okay? Great. Thanks, Karen. Thank you for coming. Lastly, um... Like I said, consider either going early on in the day or later at night um, because of this the cold crowd situation, especially if you get overwhelmed easily. Definitely consider the time that you're going because if you're going during a time that's going to be like really hot and like sunny, you're going to want to try to find an area to plop or have home camp that's in the shade. Otherwise there's, there's not much shade in this. There's not much shade in this land. There's not much shade in this area. So that's kind of an issue. So definitely also to like wear sunblock and protect yourself in any way, shape or form from getting harmful sun rays burning onto your skin. Okay. Sweet um tips for splash pad just watch your children because it is a little slick it is a little slippery and some people don't know it's a a splash pad or like a super aggressive splash pad and they might walk back by trying to take a video or picture and be like oh my gosh I'm wet and like try to you know evacuate it's me I'm this people so just remember that and all of those tips should you know. Get you to survive Toontown. Um, Other than, like I said, the crowds right now that I know are going to die down, Toontown is super, super cool and super awesome and I think everybody should absolutely go check it out. Absolutely do it, especially because you don't, like I said, you don't know which Mickey you're going to meet and I don't know why, like, I'm just, like, obsessed with that idea that, like, I could meet any type of Mickey at any point in time. That just, like, is so exciting to me and... I'm here for it. I'm here for it. That's what I'm here for. But anyways, that's all I have for you guys today. If you feel like you're trying to plan a Disneyland trip and it is just too much for you and you're just like, look, I listened to this and my head is spinning. I need help. Please, please, please feel free to reach out to me. You can find me On Instagram, at underscore Villainous Ventures. Or on Facebook, Mickey World Travel slash Kaya Stater. I am also a travel planner who obviously is a pro at Disneyland. So I am more than happy to help you plan your family's Disney adventure. And when my clients book with me, my services are free. Yes, they're free. You can also stay up to date on all things Disney and just you know, figure out what's going on, figure out what cute outfit I'm wearing, the whole nine, on Instagram, again, at underscore Villainous Ventures, I post more of all of the travel updates and whatnot on that Travel Agent Facebook page that I did mention. Um, My links are actually in the description of my podcast profile, so feel free to go check those out and make sure that you are following the podcast so you get updates and alerts when I post a new episode because I'm fun and I make things fun. Yeah, that's all I have. That's all I have for you guys today. So again, thanks for tuning in to the Perfectly Wicked podcast. I am your host, Villainous Ventures, and I hope that you hear me again. Bye.